on average, you make 35000 a day. Many of them are made the starting seconds that you wake up every morning. Should I hit the snooze again? Can I make it to the gym? Do I have time for my devotional time or my prayer time? What do I eat for breakfast? Which outfit should I wear? What shoes go with that outfit? Do I stop for coffee on the way to work or school? Which place do I stop and get that coffee? Which way should I go to work? Which route should I take? We are literally living a choose-your-own-adventure every day. Now, what's more American than the freedom to choose? It is the American virtue. Who will be the next president? We get to choose. Whose social media post are we going to like? We get to choose, right? But hey, long before America, we were given the freedom to choose because it wasn't a constitutional right or the Bill of Rights that gave us that right. It was our creator that gave us the ability to choose. So before we, before we go any further this weekend, you have already chosen to be here. You chose to show up. You chose to turn on or tune into this message. Right now, will you choose not to leave the same way that you came? Because we believe this weekend our choices can, that's the operative word there, our choices can lead to a life filled with blessing. Now, before we turn to the pages of Scripture, let's invite the author of our stories and the lover of our souls to lead us this weekend on our choose-your-own-adventure and transform the lives that we are living. God, we come before you this weekend. I just pray. I really do. I believe that there's so much opportunity for transformation this weekend. I ask that we would be obedient. Holy Spirit, we know that you're here. You promised that your word does not return, return void, God. And so I pray that we will step up, be obedient, and walk out into the world that you have called us to win to you. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Who's excited to be in church this weekend? All of our campuses, come on. I am so excited about our new series. I want to welcome you live at our 12 campuses. I want to welcome you if you're online, God Behind Bars. We're so excited and glad that you have made the choice to join us this weekend. And we believe that that choice will transform your trip through this next week and every choice you make after that. Now, before we go any further, one of the biggest choices that we make Actually, I was raised, my mom and dad told me that this is the second most important decision I would ever make. The first one being whether I was going to follow Jesus, and the second one would be who I would marry. Now, at Faith Promise, I'm so excited about this. We are going to do a better job of equipping you to have an unbelievable marriage, a marriage pointing at winning the world. And so we need your help. There's going to be a QR code on the screen. And I want to ask everybody, will you take your phone out, whether you're married, engaged, single, newly married, been married, been divorced, whatever it might be, and take this short survey 
And this is gonna help us know how to serve your marriages. But even more than that, here's what we're gonna do. We are gonna use this information to pursue marriages in our community. We are gonna use this as an evangelistic tool to give people in our communities what they need to move their marriages forward. So please do that, help us out. We are gonna win the world, starting with marriages a lot of times. Now, while you're doing that, we're gonna start to get into God's word. Now, in many ways, God's word or the Bible tells us a story of people making choices to follow God or not. Honestly, I love that the Bible is not full, just full of people who made the right decisions, the right choices all the time. This is one of the ways that I believe the Bible is true. It's not just a, a highlight reel like a lot of social media stories, right? This is the real deal. Now this week, we're gonna flip the pages to the Old Testament, right? And we're gonna come across a piece of history that I believe will mark your mind forever when it comes to the choices that you make and the impact that they have on your life and the lives of the people around you. And so today we're gonna be in Deuteronomy 27. And what this is, is we see God's people in a very, a specific season, and God's people are the Israelites. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna share this with you. This is very important, but I, there's a lot we wanna do today, so I'm gonna jump right in. And so in, in Deuteronomy 27, there's a pretty interesting passage, and I'm gonna read it, and there may be some things that don't make a ton of sense, but we're gonna walk through it together. Now, in Deuteronomy 27, and I'm going to read to us verses 9 through 13. So it says this. Then Moses and Levitical priests said to all of Israel, Be silent, Israel, and listen. You have now become the people of the Lord your God. So you become the people. Now obey the Lord your God and follow his commands and decrees that I give you today. Now, listen, this is important. On that same day, Moses commanded the people, when you have crossed the Jordan, that's the promise. I'll tell you about that here in a second. When you have crossed the Jordan, these tribes will go on Mount Gerizim to bless the people. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these tribes shall go on Mount Ebal to pronounce curses. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. Now, the Israelites had waited for this moment for 40 years. The reason they had to wait 40 years for this moment is because they had made some bad choices. They had made some choices to follow fear and insecurity instead of God's promises, but now it's been 40 years and they're about to walk in God's promises. And Moses is giving them direction on what they do when they cross the Jordan and go into the promised land. Now, let me highlight a couple of things he says in that passage. He says, first, listen, don't miss it. Next, he says, you are God's people. You are God's people, but he says, you're God's people and you have some choices to make. He says, you're God's people, now obey. So being God's people is not a one and done situation where you pray a prayer, get some fire insurance and move on. That's not what God's word says anyway. 
Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna stop and really understand what's happening. And I hope, I pray that we choose to never be the same because what we see in God's word this weekend. Half were told to stand on Mount Gerizim and declare blessings. The other half were told to stand on Mount Ebal and declare curses. There's actually a picture gonna be behind me of the actual places, the actual Mount Gerizim that'll be on your right, and then on Mount Ebal, right? So we, we see this, this is a real place. This actually happened. But while we see this, while we take this in, you see the mountains and the valley in between. Let's take a moment today and consider our choices. Which way are they taking us towards these blessings or are they taking us towards these curses? We'll see today that it's really up to you. When it comes to your spiritual well-being and what God has for you, you are not a victim, just waiting to see what happens. There is so much that God has called us to walk in power and obedience. Again, in the passage, there's a group, right, which is on Mount Gerizim. And on Mount Gerizim, that place is called, Gerizim means cutting off. That's what it means, Gerizim to cut off. And the other passage, the people who are pronouncing the curses on Mount Ebal, which means barren. Barren, cutting off. Neither sound good, just hang in here with me, okay? You may think, all right, I feel like a flight attendant, man, I could do this. All right, so you may think, Pastor Zach, what does standing on mountains have to do with my daily decisions? How does this impact it? Well, the Israelites would have understood the significance of Mount Ebal and the connection between cutting off and blessings. Because God made it clear to us he made it clear to them that sometimes we have to choose to cut some things off out of our life and choose his way. Sometimes we have to cut some things of the world off and out and choose his way. On another mountain, Jesus reiterates his point in Matthew 5 when Jesus is doing his sermon on the mount. In Matthew 5, uh, 29 and 30, Jesus says this, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to be thrown into hell. Jesus makes it clear, listen, that no response is a response. If you are unwilling to choose to cut things off out of your life and choose to follow God, you will find yourself on Mount Ebal. You will find yourself on the other mountain, the cursed mountain, the barren mountain. And boy, you'll probably blame somebody else that you're there, won't you? God's word does not give you that ability. Listen, you have to choose your choices. 
And you know, we feel good about that when it comes to maybe our finances or something else. Hey, the most important decisions that we make are our eternal decisions. We have to choose our choices. That means being proactive and not reactive when it comes to eternity. So this weekend, let's evaluate one area and one choice that we are all making every day. And that is the choice of who is Lord of your life. Or to say it a different way, who leads your life? Now maybe you're still trying to decide if you wanna follow Jesus or not, and we wanna help you make that choice. It's the best choice that we've ever made, and we wanna bless you in your search on what you will choose to lead your life. And I wanna encourage you, whether you're a Christian or not, join us for Next Steps. Come have dinner with us tonight. We want, we are your purpose is our passion. We want to walk with you. Just let us know you're coming and we will take care of the rest. Now, if you are a Christ follower, you say, hey, I am a Christian. Can I tell you that is more than just the sinner's prayer. That's more than praying a prayer one time. When you look at your choices that you make every day, whose best interest are they made in? Do you stop and look at the signs of where your choices may take you? Or, hey, if you're unsure, if we're not sure where our choices are taking us, let's follow the breadcrumbs that you've left on the trail behind you as to where they may be taking you. Think about it. Where has your focus, your time, your relationships, your passions, where have they led you this week? Where have they led you this year? Where have they led you this month? Where, where is it? Which mountain are those paths leading you towards? Are they leading you? Or just think about it. Think about what you talk about, what you dream about, what you invest in, what you care the most about. Listen, no one finds themselves on the top of one of the great Smoky Mountain trails on accident. It takes hundreds and thousands of choices and steps to get to the top. And it takes hundreds and thousands of choices to get to the bottom of who is the Lord and leader of your life. Again, our choices can lead us to a life filled with blessings. Listen or they can lead us to Mount Ebal, an empty, barren, and cursed life. Let's take some time this weekend and reflect on what do you see around you. When you look at your life, when you look around at your life, what do you see? Your family, your calling, your physical, emotional health, your relationships, your finances, are your choices leading you to blessings or are they leading you to curses? If you find yourself looking at a life of blessing, can I encourage you every day in your prayer time to pray for people who don't find themselves there? We just had our, our Saturday prayer service and we prayed and begged God to move. And hey, listen, if you say, hey, I find myself in a barren place, I find myself, that, that's not where I find myself. Can I encourage you? Will you fill out a communication card 
Let us know how we can pray for you. Let us know how we can walk with you. You do not want to miss our prayer gatherings. But even this weekend, if that's where you find yourself, take a communication card. Write how we can pray for you on there. If you want us to follow up, let us know. Borrow some of our belief for God's plan for your life. It would be an honor to be able for you to borrow some of that belief. Now, I got to tell you, I rarely, rarely do this. But I really do feel like last weekend while I was preaching, I got a very clear word from the Lord. I was preaching, and the Holy Spirit just spoke inside of me that there is a lie that the majority of our church is believing. And this is not pie in the sky. This is, this is a, a moment straight to your heart that there is a lie that the majority of our church is believing, and that is the lie that it is too late. The lie of too late. Can I tell you? It's never too late for you. Can I tell you this? Amen. Give God some praise. Hey, if God can restore David after he committed adultery and murder, it's not too late for you. If God can deliver Peter after he lied and denied Jesus three times, it's not too late for you. If Jesus can rescue a thief from the cross right next to him moments before they die, it's not too late for you. Man and woman of God, it's just not. It is never too late for you if you choose to believe. Now, we're going to take a moment right here, and I, 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 you guys aren't listening fast enough, okay, so I, I'm not going to be able to read this to you. Can I encourage you? I want you to read Deuteronomy 27, 1 through 8. The first part of that passage that I read to you, but let me give you the bullet points of it. Let me give you the bullet points of what he says. Before he talks about the, the blessings and the curses, he tells them to do something very specific when they get in the promised land. The bullet points are this. He says, take some stones and whitewash them. So, so take some stones, whitewash them, write the law on them. He tells them to write the law on them. He tells them to set up these whitewashed rocks on Mount Ebal. He says, do not change these stones. Don't carve them to look pretty. Just build an altar with whitewashed rocks. And then he says, Praise and worship in God's presence on Mount Ebal. Now, I, I want to walk us through what this means. First, he says, coat them with plaster, or this is where they would whitewash them with lime, so that the commands that they would write on them would be seen even easier. Now, I don't know if you know or believe this about yourself, but let me tell you what God says about you. He says that you are a living stone that has God's promises written on and in you. He says that in 2 Peter 2, 5. That's who you are. That means we should live lives. We should make decisions that make us monuments so our lives should be whitewashed by the decisions that we make and the promises of God that we believe should shine brighter than anything else in our life. Now, now listen to this truth. I believe this. He said, do not change the stone. He said, don't use a tool on them. And because I believe you need to hear this. He said, you don't have to change. You just have to choose. 
He says, you don't have to go and change and, and stop all this stuff. He says, you just have to choose to follow him. Jesus did all the changing. Jesus did all the forgiving. Jesus did all the transforming. We just have to believe it. We have to receive it. We have to choose to walk in it. I love this. He says to set this altar up on Mount Ebal. Wait, Pastor Zach. No, 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 no. You're confused. You read it wrong, right? He must have set Gerizim. Gerizim's the blessing. Ebal's the curses. No, that's too easy. That's not who our God is. God said to set that altar up on Mount Ebal. That's where God wants his altar. God wanted them and all of us to know Right, that no matter what choices you made that landed you in a barren place, that you can choose a life of blessing, that you can choose a life if you will surrender to him. Even if you find yourself on Mount Ebal, you can fellowship, rejoice in God's presence if you will choose it. That's huge. Hey, not only this, we want, what, what we say at Faith Promise, we want, a, we want to equip you to win your world. As I've been praying this week, here's what, here's what I believe. I believe most of us, we work in a barren place. I believe most of us go to school in a barren place. I think a lot of us, even when you look at the spiritual temperature of your home, it's a barren place. But I close my eyes and I see today you choosing to be a whitewashed, white altar of God's presence. How much would that stick out when you look at a barren mountain and there's something there, there's something white there, there's something glorious there, there's God's presence there because we chose to be whitewashed by our decisions to walk in our identity of who God has called us to be. That means if you find yourself in a barren place, he's called you to be the altar of his presence. Amen, faith promise, that's who we are. Now, here's what I need you to do. I need you to prepare yourself for obedience. We're about to give you an opportunity today to walk in freedom. And uh, so what I'm gonna ask you today, it's gonna take some boldness. I'm gonna ask you today to prepare. It's gonna be a small step, but it will be a step. We're about to enter into something we call body life. And we're actually gonna do this live at our campuses, but I want you to prepare for freedom. And so actually, campus pastors, go ahead and take it over at your campuses. Hey, if today you would say, I struggle with the lie of too late, the lie of too late, let me read you what God's word says. In Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, it says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. He asks, do you perceive it? I am making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Is there a place you're believing it's too late? In your marriage, in an addiction, in your walk with God, in your prayer life, losing the weight? getting over pornography, what, what is it? Where is the lie of too late? I'm gonna ask you in a second to stand up. If you're ready to say, hey, you know what? We're not gonna bow our heads either. We're not gonna close our eyes. If you would say, hey, you know what? 
there is at least one area where I've believed the lie of too late. In James chapter five, it says, if you are sick, come to the elders and let them pray for you. All week, I spend time preparing, not for what we've said the first 25 minutes, for this moment. For when people say, I'm gonna be bold enough to stand up and say, I believe the lie of too late and I'm ready to walk in freedom. I told you a second ago, you have to choose, choose a small step of transformation today. And this is it. So if today, across the room, even if you're watching at home in your living room, if you would say, I believe the lie of too late and I'm ready to step out of it. I'm ready to step in who God has called me to be. I'm just gonna ask you to stand up. Across the room, if you say, hey, I believe that lie and I'm ready to walk out of the lie of too late. It's too late for my marriage. It's too late for my weight. It's too late for me to witness, whatever it might be. Proud of you guys. Amen, amen. Hey, I'm gonna pray. I want y'all to stay standing, I'm gonna pray for you. I believe there's more people need to stand up while we pray. If we can't stand up in here, we have a real hard time standing up out there. If you're beside somebody and you want to, you can lay your hand on them. Let's pray. God, we come before you right now. And we've stood to say, no more lie of too late. We've stood to say, God, we want to choose your word over what the world says. We've stood to say it's not too late for our marriage. We've stood to say it's not too late for our health. We've stood to say it's not too late for our finance. We've stood to say it's not too late that we're gonna step over and above the lies that we believe to walk in the identity. Right now, the people who are standing, I pray that you would whitewash them with your salvation, your grace, your authority, your power from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet as they walk into the barren place that they would be an altar of your presence, that there would be miracles around them the people would be saved, that they would share their faith, that they would pray for healing, that the world would never be the same. The lie of too late does not apply to your children, whether they're in sixth grade or whether they're a senior adult. God, we stand before the one, that one moment in your presence is like a thousand elsewhere. We walk in freedom today. In your precious name we pray. Amen.